raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Joining us now on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline, getting a win in East Lansing yesterday afternoon over Michigan State and the head coach of the Purdue Boilermakers, Matt Painter, is with us. Hey, Coach, how are you doing today? Doing good, doing good. Just uh, obviously happy about the win, and you know now we move on to Minnesota and uh, take off to go there on Wednesday. And I want to start with the execution of that final offensive play that led to the game winner by Zach Eady. Um, it's always good when you get the results that you're looking for, and obviously you did. But just to to the eye of those that aren't in the know like you guys are, how well executed was that? Just even beyond the make and the game winner there. Uh, obviously, the pass is what made it. Fletcher's pass. You know, you got to put the ball. We, we just did a dribble handoff into a post feed, and then we pinned down opposite. Um, if they try to hold with their low man, then you know you got a you know a wide open shot right there. Or if they try to take away that post feed, then that can be a high low for them. But um, you got to put the ball in somebody's hand that can deliver it. I thought Fletcher did a really good job of just delivering the ball and, and kind of putting it where. You know he could he could step and get it. Sometimes in those situations, you're not necessarily passing it to someone. You're you're just passing the ball away from the defense. And he did a good job where they couldn't get it, and then Zach got a little momentum when he caught it and was able to kind of pump to the baseline a little bit and then just kind of roll off of it and get to the middle. You got a lot of different plays, especially going the length of the floor like that. I think he had something around a little over ten seconds or so. Got a lot of different yeah. play variations for that amount of time. It depends on who's playing well. Well, um, yeah, you know, for somebody like him where you knew they were going to stay one-on-one, you go in that situation and they double, you could get a quick layup off the double, a quick skip for a three, but if they bottle you up, you also can get the ball inside. Then all of a sudden the clock just runs out. Then people ask you what the hell you're doing. So um, anytime you're late second like that, um, we've done a lot of open court ball screens with Braden because he's such a good passer in those situations. Uh, He got us, I think it was Nebraska, he got us a really good look by Fletch in the corner in regulation that he missed, but um, he's made some really good decisions in that situation. So got a couple different options, and obviously Zach's made some really good you know, passes. He did it in uh, Rutgers. He did it against Ohio State where we got some really good looks um, from three. So it just you just – you got to take what the defense gives you. It's not always going to be perfect. I don't know if I've – Matt Painter joins us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. This is one thing I noticed that because you had uh, two guys going on either end. Walker was going for Tom Izzo's crew, and then obviously Zach was having now what we know as a, a Zach Eady type of performance yesterday. But I think in total, bench points compared to the two teams are like at seven. I, I don't know when the last time I saw bench points combined with two teams as low as it was yesterday. That kind of stood out, which I guess it goes to show how well at least two individual guys were doing on the offensive end. Yeah, you know, it's hard for guys. You know, when things aren't ran for you. We, You know, they were going to stay one-on-one with Zach, so we yeah. ran a lot of stuff for him. Braden got in foul trouble in the first half. Fletch got into foul trouble. And then, you know, late in the game, I thought Fletch was very aggressive and made some really good decisions and some really good plays, driving the basketball and, and just looking to be, you know, when they, they take things away, a lot of times, you know, you're going to have open avenues to drive. And I thought Fletch did a good job of getting to the rim a couple times late. What makes you more confident in your offense? When they double Zach or when, when they don't or either or? Does it really matter? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just just being ready. Um, you know, you can't have 
predetermined thoughts because a lot of times you can watch other teams and say, okay, this is how they're going to handle X, Y, and Z, but Zach's so different that they could do something ultimately different than they normally do. We thought they would stay one-on-one, but you know, he missed you know, he missed a lot of shots. It was his most misses of the year, even though, you know, he was thirteen for twenty six from the field. He, you know, he has a lot of shots in there that normally go down for him. So it was a great game, but he also had some opportunities that he normally, you know, knocks down. But yeah, we just try to to work on both, just work on whatever, you know, we think we've seen a lot of different things through the years in terms of how to deal with big guys. So just trying to stay prepared. And then make an adjustment. You know, if they're going to come and do something different, you know, it's it's usually something that we've seen before. And uh, just make that adjustment. And just when we throw the basketball inside, uh, just kind of read what they're doing. But sometimes we cut people through. Sometimes we hold. Sometimes we screen away when the ball goes in. Sometimes we back screen when the ball goes in. And, and some of the best offenses, when they take it all away, and then he stays one-on-one when they double. Now they've put two people on the ball, and he's so big, and he can pass over the top. Now when you screen away from the ball and some post splits or some you know back screen into down screen action while the ball's in the post, you know it really can it really confuses them and it, it gives them other things that they have to think about and just not him. Next up from Matt Painter, the Boilermakers, Minnesota. We'll jump into that in a second. I don't know if there's a stat for this. I know you guys keep an outlandish amount of stats uh, well beyond what we know, but it seems to me just by watching that Caleb first so many times off the ball either keeps a possession alive or gives you another opportunity uh, offensively. Mm -hmm. It may not show up in the box score, but, man, it shows up if you watch basketball on the eyeball test, to me at least. Yeah, he's pretty active, and, and that's what, you know, him and Mason and Trey, you know, playing off of Zach a lot. Um, it's hard because you don't get as many opportunities. It's not even close, right? When you get somebody like Zach that can establish himself, now you really got to be active on the glass. You really got to be active diving, and that's what Caleb's been able to do for us. And, you know, we really stress with him getting the ball with two hands, but, like, sometimes just keeping it alive like you talked about yeah. is so important. You know, as long as you're getting – you know, the ones that you absolutely can get with your two hands, you know, with two hands you have to, but then the ones you can't quite get there, you got to get those tap backs and just keep it alive and try to buy us another possession. Here's what's different when you played, certainly. Second shots were always big. I mean, going to the offensive glass is big. But, man, in this era where somebody off the offensive glass is probably going to get more times than not a step into three-point look that's basically a layup now, it, it just is different to me the value of the offensive glass, you know, that extra possession when you're done on that end compared to what it used to be even. Yeah, you know, just the possession more. I mean, you sit there and grab a box score at the end of the game, like, you know, who out-rebounded who and who had fewer turnovers. You get two equal teams, especially if they shoot, you know, pretty comparatively, then, you know, you're that, that's going to weigh. You got, you know, five more rebounds and three less, you know, turnovers, and now you got eight more possessions um, in the game, and things are pretty even. You're normally going to win that game. You know, and so that's something the coaches are always harping on rebounding the basketball and taking care of the basketball because those are the two real pillars of the game. Do your two guards, your freshman guys, Lawyer and Smith, do they forget things easy? And I mean in a good way. Let's just say it's a bad play. Do they move on better than what you would think most might coming in and playing those significant roles in that amount of clock as freshmen? Yeah, I would I would say so. You know, I, I would say definitely Fletch. You know, Fletch um, has had some big-time 
second half. Not really. He had a bad half at, at Ohio State in the first half. But sometimes, like, you get into games and you get a little bit of foul trouble and you don't get as many opportunities. Or we just go to Zach a lot, so you don't get as many opportunities. He's had those kind of first halves where, you know, he's just – hasn't been able to get involved because of how we play and some of the things we do. Or, you know, he had the foul trouble yesterday. And then he always seems to, you know, really play well in the second half and really get us going and then be there at the end like he was yesterday. So, you know, Braden, you know, when Braden finds something, whether it's, you know, a lob or cross-court passes or getting to his pull-up, you know, and just getting aggressive, we, we really want him to be aggressive, shooting the basketball and just kind of probing the defense, um, but he really gives us opportunities. Braden does a great job of just giving us opportunities and giving us open looks with his ability to pass. Yeah, they just seem fearless. I mean, and I, I know that that's kind of the M.O. These guys play so many stinking games uh, from where they are and, and now where they are, but it just seems like both are incredibly fearless and both have pretty good uh, lack of memories where they just kind of kind of move on, and that seems to me a good trade as a freshman in a backcourt for a really good team like what you have. Yeah, it's a good trade for anybody to have a short memory. You know, just you got to move on. Like you do something well. Like let's not have a parade. You do something bad. You can't drop your head. Yep. You know, you got to be on that even keel. And both those guys have that. What's up, Matt Painter, the head coach of the Boilermakers, to on to Minnesota in just a second. We talked about this earlier. It's a lot of, of minutes for a big dude like Zach Eady. Have you been at all surprised that his conditioning, from what we have seen, has been an absolute non-factor? He looks as fresh and it looks as good as the end as we saw yesterday, playing those large-scale minutes as he normally does? Yeah, he's fine. It's just something that people talk about that haven't been around him. The guys that have been around him and watched him practice and watched him train and work out, you know, they know he's got pretty good stamina. So not at all. You know, he's been able to play. You know, I, I don't want him to play 37 minutes. We really struggled when he was out of the game, um, you know, yesterday. And so, like, we just went back with him and played him, you know, more minutes. Yeah. It, um, he's having a monster year so far. Is this yep. what you expected from him? Yeah, I thought he would have big time numbers. If you look at his per forty numbers, you know, you know, per forty minutes numbers last year, you know, they're they're very very similar. Um, and so, like, he just you know needed to play more, just to be frank with you. And um, yeah, we thought these were you know, he was going to be right around. There. People talked about twenty and ten, but I thought if he played thirty minutes, he'd get more than you know he'd get more than ten rebounds. He's really done a good job. Um, in the weight room and just his mobility, but he does a good job of rebounding out of his area and just going to get the ball. I'll tell you, the other thing, too, is staying out of foul difficulties. That's something you and I have talked about a number of times. And I mean, you look at yesterday, no problem whatsoever. Obviously, I don't even know if he had a foul yesterday. I'd have to look at the box score, but I mean, he seems like that he's getting a, a good whistle and things are going well, at least to be able to keep him in the game like that. Yeah, he's done a good job in ball screen D and his post D and you know, and and just staying away from a passing standpoint of elbowing people on the head because that that can get to be an issue when you kind of turn with the basketball and somebody is right there, especially with that double team. But no, he's done a great job of you know just playing and staying in the game and just staying big. You know, don't have those sudden movements. Just stay big. Keep your hands up. Don't go for fakes. When they commit, you commit. It's Matt Painter, the head coach of the Boilermakers. So next up is Minnesota, and like any Big Ten schedule in any season, um, always tough. There's no doubt about that. What do you think about what they have there? Well, obviously they went on the road and you know got a huge win at Ohio State, and uh, we know how tough of a place that is to play. And they're, they're you know they they've pieced it together. They have some young guys that they play with some experienced guys. 
you know, the, the one thing is like Jamison Battle is, is such a threat. Dawson Garcia is, is a threat. Cooper, their point guard, is a really good player, very underrated player in our league. He's got good size. He can knock down threes. He's a great passer. He can get in the paint. So when you have a guy that can pass like that, then you have two weapons you know, like Garcia in battle, you know, you got to be on alert. And then the young guys, you know, that they, they have Pharrell Payne, who's a big kid that backs up for them, is going to be a really, really good player. But he's physical, he's good around the basket, um, can block some shots. So, you know, for us, we got to be ready for those guys. We got to be ready, you know, for Cooper and try to bottle him up and keep him out of the paint, but also stay with those other guys, not let him get on the glass, not let him get those rhythm threes. Um, and just try to be a little bit better defensively than we were the other night. Hey, Matt, I know you haven't – obviously you don't get to watch every single game, but is this Big Ten season going to this point, not just for your team, but for uh, the landscape of the Big Ten, kind of the way you thought it was going to go, at least through mid-January where we are right now? Yeah, I don't put predictions in on stuff like that. It's it's always kind of a crapshoot. You know, it's – everybody's got good coaches, good players. Um, You can get some bad luck. You can get, you know – a tough whistle on the road. You can um, have injuries, you know, and, and, and so like, you know, you, you just try to got to stay injury free and keep competing and keep learning um, from some of your mistakes and just try to grow and, and get better. But the other teams, like it's, it's such a marathon. And, and so like some of the people that are struggling right now, you know, you're going to see a couple of those teams take off and really do well. You're going to see some teams that are doing well right now, you know, go into, everyone's going to go into a rut at some time. You know, usually, and you, you've got to be able to get out of that rut and lessen that rut. You know, you can't make a three, four game losing streak. You know, you got to lose a game, you got to learn from it, you got to be able to bounce back. Uh, but that's easier said than done. You're at 401 right now. Um, how's it feel to be over that 400 mark? Uh, it's, you just move to the next game. It's really not that big a deal. Um, obviously, we've had some really good players at Purdue and some really good coaches, and I've been very fortunate to. Uh, um, be able to stick it out and, and stay with it. But the thing that I that I like is I think we're, we're continuing to get better. Our program's getting better. Our product's getting better. We're, we're doing a better job of evaluating and bringing guys in here that fit. And uh, it makes it enjoyable. It makes it fun. This is a fun group to coach. Yeah, and I was going to ask you that, too, because it looks like it is a fun group. Because you got all these, all these different personalities, all all these different pieces that may may work better here, may work better there. But it seems like that they all all kind of get it. And in this era of college basketball, or I mean, hell, any basketball for that matter, it seems like that's a difficult proposition for a head coach. It does. Yeah, you know, getting it to work, and you know, that's the you know, getting guys to be you know, selfless and, and give themselves to the team. We've had you know, we got guys coming off the bench that would start a lot of places. I mean, a lot of places. And, uh, and they've started here before. And, um, you know, just you, you've got to be able to – when you have more than five starters, you know, it, it really challenges everybody because you're going to have a guy or two every game that's going to, you know, be upset. But you can't walk into that locker room and you've won, especially a game like that, and then somebody's upset. You know, when you're upset after a win, that's on you. Um, and, and so you just got to stay ready. And, you know, when you get that opportunity, you've got to be ready to go. And you got to be ready to follow a scouting report and understand what we're doing offensively and execute what we're trying to, you know, get done in that particular set or play or whatever the scenario might be. So um, our guys have been really good with that, but it's hard. It, it is hard, especially guys that have started before, played more minutes before. Now, you know, you got to be able to make that adjustment, and maybe that's the game where you you do play more. But you know, learn to be productive, learn to have a good attitude, and, and help out your teammates. 
400 plus 401 right now congratulations congratulations on that that's um i think that's a huge deal and i think it's awesome also well, awesome you. coming from uh, a dude like you that uh is good as they come matt i appreciate you jumping on here today i know you have a lot to do the best of luck coming up against minnesota and we'll we'll stay in touch but the basketball is fun as hell to watch and you guys keep doing what you're doing right now all right man thanks for having me on you got it matt thank you Matt Painter on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Awesome interview. Always right there. Coming off that win yesterday over Michigan State. Minnesota is up next. And just a lot of things in college basketball which can go by as a blur. For him, he breaks it down on this show with us really better than anybody does. Always awesome to talk to Matt Painter. All right, 239-1070. Back to the phones and a lot more for you on a Tuesday afternoon. It is the Ride with JMV, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Back with you next. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.